God, microphones are so efficient. Like I had it on before and I was I heard noises from like a whole floor away. Even like opening a bag of something. They share? I'm hungry. Share. What? (laughs) Share. Share what? Oh, the singer songwriter share. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves, people from the town they Oh, he left. How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you doing? I am okay. Yeah? Yeah. My body's a little sore. I did some yard work over the weekend. What'd you do? Some landscaping, edging, oh my God. mulching, all sorts of fun s- stuff. Used arm muscles that I've not used <laughs> since last spring. <laughs> <laughs> do you like doing those things? I do for like the first hour and then any preceding time after that, I'm like, this is really dumb and I don't ever want to do this again. Yeah, that's a long day. I realize though that I landscape plan just like I uh, design plan, which is just like in small increments, which doesn't really work very well when you're landscaping because I made like four trips to the Home Depot to do curbside pickup so that I could have the right things. Oh, I those multi Home Depot trip days are some of the most tiring days. Yeah. And one time I had to go and then realize I needed to rent a truck. So <laughs> as I that was sounds, like even worse. Yeah, that sounds worse. <laughs> Putting it in the truck, rattling it around the town, unloading the truck, driving the truck back to Home Depot, getting a ride back to the place. It was just like an all-day affair. <laughs> yeah. I did not have to do that, thankfully, but I did have to to make a couple return trips. Which Okay. Is it far from where you live? <laughs> no, no, which is probably part of the reason that I'm like, eh, I could, if I need more, I'll just get more later or like... <laughs> It's yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> the time of day was a big deal because the traffic would start to accumulate towards the end of the day and that's usually when I'd have to go back and so it became a whole thing. Yeah. But I'm glad that you've survived. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple trips to Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I I just learned that I could not be uh, a landscaper because I don't design very well with Planning it all out at once. Right. <laughs> I'm not very good at waterfall. Mm, I don't think I would be any anymore as well. Then again, was I ever? I'm not sure. <laughs> Usually I was just like shuffled through a waterfall. I never yeah. really initiated the waterfall. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get how people, I don't know, maybe they're smarter than me, that just like think so far ahead that they can make those design decisions. Mm-hmm. They probably take more time to plan where I'm yeah. just like, eh, I'll, I'll figure it out as I go. I do that with like workshops and stuff. I'll have a sit <laughs> and I'll just think of every possible thing that could happen. And then I'll just plan for those things. Yeah. It makes me feel better. I, I, I do that for myself because I, I feel like for things that are live, I don't want to just kind of wing it because people are showing up for a reason, you know, mm. and. If I can just put some more thought into any kind of snags I can catch, 
beforehand like I'll, I'll do that and anything that happens is it happens you know so it's fine but <laughs> if i can account for some things beforehand that'll be good i also wing those <laughs> i'll put some some planning into it and i think I've, I've just maybe i've done so many that they're like i know the themes that are going to come up and the design exercises that are going to be useful and so i'll have like rough notes on how i want the day slash week slash two weeks to go and i'll quickly like if we're moving ahead of things i'll quickly like change or if one exercise goes really well and i want to do it like i i don't know i just i'm very very iterative my approach mm-hmm. to everything is very iterative i think mm-hmm. some of that though can only come with like running those workshops multiple times because my first workshops were like plan to a T and like for some of my first ones I had uh timed slides so that okay. uh, I would keep keep everyone moving so I had like had everything planned down to the minute wow it's like oh the lunch slide is over people now we got to get back to work <laughs> I I do that I I do that again it's just from it's just for my it's just for me knowing that it's probably going to deviate but mm-hmm. I just like to to prepare as much as I can beforehand so if something goes wrong or if something goes right, <laughs> you can easily pivot and it'd be fine. Like planning that big 70 person workshop we did with our former client. The stakes are higher when you have 70 people joining. So oh, I, yeah. I imagine, yeah, I think we, we talked about like how I would approach that when I mean, you were asking for feedback. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely different than how I would approach like a five person design sprint. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, those I don't plan. (laughs) (laughs) We also have done them so many times Mm -hmm. that it's easy to kind of just kind of go go with the group and see what happens. But we had our workshop, our Lightning Design Jam workshop, which we'll include in the show notes, the recording of it. But that was really fun. And that took some planning just because we did something different where we we ran through an exercise with the product team on HBR mm-hmm. and we, we ran through our lightning design jam with them, which is a really interesting one size fits all exercise that can solve any problem with any amount of people. Hmm. Intriguing. Mm. Right. So that was interesting to plan for. For me, the biggest question mark was just kind of like, how's the pacing going to be? And, uh, what if one of the technologies like kind of craps out because we're doing something live? So, but it, it was totally fine. We did the Q and A in between heads down time. Nice. I'm really glad. Like that was like that's an example of something that I'm I'm really glad that I thought of beforehand. Realizing that there's going to be like 15 minutes of just downtime where people actually have to do individual brainstorming. <laughs> so. That's a lot of time to just stare at a screen and not have anything happening. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, it was cool. Nice. It worked out really well. Did some good Q&A. What were some of the coolest questions? So, I definitely don't remember. However, I have a ton of questions that we we got from the um, from when people registered. Uh-huh. They um, put in their questions that they had. So, I have those questions. Oh, are we going to run uh, through those questions now? Well, I'll just like do one. <laughs> Okay. No. <laughs> Longest tentative ever. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a question around, you know, how do you explore pivot strategies and ideas without straying too far? 
So that was just about like time boxing things and making sure you understand what questions you want answered, just kind of treating your exercises and your tests as just tools to dig deeper into what you're trying to uncover. Just chatting about, you know, how we synthesize user feedback and um, convincing a skeptic that design exercises are a good use of time, which I thought was interesting. That is a really good question. Yeah, because it really is just about the person. Mm-hmm. It's about the skeptic themselves. And you have to like dig into why they are skeptical of it. Yeah. And kind of go from there and see how you can see what they're looking for. And sometimes it's just a matter of just throwing them into the exercise and having them be part of the design decisions. You know, Too bad, so. you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just got to lock them in a room, you know, <laughs> with no way out. <laughs> you got to design your way out. Design think your way out. It's totally like escape the room situation. <laughs> oh my goodness. What are some activities do you think that you would put in your escape the design thinking room? I mean, you got to have the brainstorm, right? I feel like that that is like classic <laughs> design thinking. It's like a flurry of post-its. Flurry of it's like post-its. one of those booths <laughs> that you have to like grab the money. Yeah. You know, you have to like grab a post-it with like a, something on it. <laughs> I think you got to put those post-its in like a very grid like fashion. That's really good. Maybe there's like a ton of yellow ones and then there's like one green one and you have to catch the green one in like the flurry of... (laughs) It's like a a cash box. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You have to catch as many green post-its as you can and avoid the yellow ones. Dude, yes. So actually, but you know what though? If it was you, you would have the opposite because I know you like the yellow ones better than the green ones. Well, maybe I would be trying to grab the green ones to get them out of the box. (laughs) To incinerate them. Next step in the design thinking. The incinerator. (laughs) All bad ideas go to just die in flames. There are no bad ideas in design thinking. Yes. Yes. That's a trick, you know? Yeah, maybe that's how you get out. Yeah. When they get out, they get a certificate that says, I can design my way out of a box or like a paper bag (laughs) or something like that. I like like designing my way out of a box. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Okay, so we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But it can also take your TV watching to the next level. You can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. For example, you can use ExpressVPN to binge Doctor Who on UK Netflix. It's so simple, just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the UK, and refresh Netflix, and that's it. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's just not Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC Player, YouTube, you name it! There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are. If you visit expressvpn.com tentative, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. 
Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash tentative. Thanks again to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode of Tentative. Cool. Well, I'm ready to work on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's ship it. I know you'd want to iterate, though, so we won't plan it. We'll just put everyone in a, in a room and then see what happens. <laughs> I mean, that's part of design thinking, right? Is, is you yeah. make a prototype and test it and then see. That is very true. I design think my landscaping. <laughs> How did you pick the tools that you picked to landscape your, your lawn? So I grew up in like an hour north of New York City, a little more rural. And I, mm-hmm. when I was a wee teen, worked on a farm. I have it ingrained in me, I guess, from, from lots of practice of doing various farm handy type tasks. I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> How do I start? This is, this is going to turn into the History of Kyle podcast. <laughs> Let's go. Rapid fire. What was the main crop on this farm? Uh, corn. Oh. It was like human corn. So sweet, sweet corn? Human corn? Human corn. <laughs> well, most corn that's grown is for animals or corn syrup. Oh. I didn't really ever think about that, yeah. honestly. So it was human corn, apples, peaches. Peaches are the worst. Uh, Why? Ooh, actually, plums are the, are the worst. So peach fuzz gets all on everything. And it makes you Ew. itchy for weeks. Oh my god! Yeah, so you'd have like itchy when you, when we went to pick peaches. I'd have itchy arms for weeks. <laughs> Plums are the worst because they'll have a rotten one. You like pick them by like a bunch at a time, and there'll be a rotten yeah. one sometimes right in the middle that's still on the tree, and it'll explode, and it smells so Ew. bad. Was this your family's farm? <laughs> no, it was a friend, a family friend. Wow, it was pretty good summer work though. I had a, I have friends who are from Vermont who, during college, they go back to Vermont and work on a farm, like the whole summer. Yeah. It's it was really grueling work. I mean, so hot out there, and you're just like the sun is just like beating on you, and you're like picking little berries and things. <laughs> well, we would do everything. I would get there incredibly early for a teenager, but like I would get there early in the morning, and then we'd be done by like noon or one o'clock. For m- What's early for a teenager? <laughs> I don't remember. This is <laughs> ten, probably like eight, eight, eight a.m. That's pretty early for a teenager. Yeah, but I'd be like done by the early afternoon. Sometimes we'd have some inside chores, but not a lot. And so I'd be done. Did you ever sell them at like a farm stand? Uh, they had a whole farm stand there, mm. so there was like a country store that you could go in and get all your. Fruits, vegetables, and other things. Wow. Are you like really good at picking out peaches and plums in the supermarket? No. When you go? Not at all. No? Nope. Wow. That's sad. (laughs) 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 But at least you got the landscaping out of it. I did get the landscaping out of it. I'm very good at with mulch. I've I've done a lot of mulch in my life. Isn't mulching just taking your hand and putting it in the bag and putting it out on the ground? No. (laughs) I don't mulch, so I don't know. <laughs> I've also built fences. I've built patios. So all sorts wow. of like random painted a lot of things. You mean just in your life or like during that time as during well? During that time. In the summer. During that time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, uh, at the time, didn't realize how, how good life skills they were teaching me. It's come in handy. Yeah, man. 
I feel that with like being a cashier. <laughs> <laughs> How does ca- being a cashier come in handy? Because I also did oh that. Oh my goodness, are you kidding? <laughs> you have to deal with people who don't think that you're a real person yeah. like all the time. I was never a waitress, you know? I just, the opportunity just never kind of came up or like, I was more of the retail, like that, those are my jobs. So clothing, art stores, stuff like that. People at the art store didn't give you, like, I feel like that that clientele would be empathetic. They're okay. <laughs> Sometimes, like, there is one woman who used to come in, we used to close at nine, I think, mm-hmm. and she would notoriously come in at 8.45 and stay in the store for like an hour. Nice. So I just started there and she, so this woman comes in and they're like, oh God, we're going to be here for another hour at least. And I look at her and I'm like, that's my art teacher. Like I know this person. (laughs) And they're like, great, you get to stay and like help her then. And I'm like, oh, oh, they threw the new person under the bus. This is fine. (laughs) And like, I was just wondering if she'd even recognize me, you know? Did she? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Anyway, I had to type in a lot of numbers by hand because sometimes the pens wouldn't scan. And one time this girl came up and bought like 35 gel pens and I had to type in every single individual number. And then we got to the end. She's like, I can't afford all of this. So I had to then subtract half of all those numbers. Wow. It was horrible. (laughs) Anyway, I got some really good pizza, though. Like there was a place nearby. So that was good. (laughs) (laughs) You did it all for the pizza? Come on, the pizza, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Really good pizza. (laughs) How has your summer farming job helped you become the designer that you are? probably hasn't. (laughs) I also did, (laughs) I I did the cashier thing too. I think that probably, it builds empathy for people. Yes. I think in the same way, I I also have not worked in a restaurant or the restaurant business, Mm -hmm. but I I feel like that kind of service industry builds empathy. Oh, for sure. That must be so hard. I mean, imagine working with people who are just hangry all the time. Like people are going there to eat and they're hungry. And you get their order, if like their order gets messed up, they're so mad at you. And it's like, you had nothing to do with Mm -hmm. it. Oh my God, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, manual labor is relaxing at times and boring at times. Yeah, that's how I feel about CSS sometimes. (laughs) I like, I'll look at like a design and be like, I gotta make a class for that. And like, I'll like look at the design and like, I'll know exactly what I need to do, but it's just a matter of typing it all out. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to type this. Yeah. Can someone else just type it and I'll tell them. Obviously I don't do that. I do it, but. Last week I was working with a designer. So I, we're working on a, a very big project. So I'm, me and George, the developer I was working with on our app, we finished up the main requirements for ours. And so we, mm-hmm. we've we transferred over to support another application. And I just was sort of translating sketch mockups into HTML and CSS. And it was sort of like mm-hmm. cathartic for me at the time because it was like <laughs> brainless. I was like, okay, does this match this? Okay, it does. Cool. Let's let's ship this. 
I didn't have mm-hmm. to like really understand any of the interactions or why things were going on the page. I just did what mm-hmm. I, I was told. And as, as in the same way, like when you're told like, oh, you got to dig this ditch or like put all this mulch over there. Sometimes it's like, it's pretty cathartic. And sometimes when you get that kind of assignment, you're like, wow, this is, this has n- no thinking, no thought process involved. And yeah. I'm like really in that mode where I want to like be thoughtful Oh, yeah. I actually, I do really like being told, you know, just kind of do something sometimes. It's it's nice to take out some of the thought process within it. I remember I had a job, one of my earliest jobs. I did a lot of odd, like oddball things. And sometimes I had to like do a lot of image prep in Photoshop. So like images were just pretty much you cut them, you crop them to the, the dimensions that you need them <laughs> to be. So... I had to do a lot of that stuff, I remember. And then one day I discovered batch editing in Photoshop and it just... Photoshop actions. It was like when the when man discovered fire, it was like... <laughs> or the wheel. I'm like, wow, this frees up my brain to do so many other things that, that, that just don't involve me cropping an image like 30 times. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my my first job was actually for a retail place. We had an action that cropped images for oh, I forget how many different sizes. And this was before oh, yeah. this was I want to say like 10 years before responsive design. So it would resize all of the images for all of the mm-hmm. various different like index pages or or show pages, uh detail oh my pages. God, yes. So we I pull up like a hundred images at once. Mm-hmm. And this this thing would just run through. It would do one and then close it and then go on to the next one. And it mm-hmm. would it would loop. And I was just this human pressing a button and watching <laughs> it run. It was such a waste of time. I can't believe that I had what what was the bullet point you wrote on your resume for that one? <laughs> Oversaw the production and execution of the automated image uh, sizing. Why would you? Design. Why would you say automated? Just oversaw image, image, image creation and sizing. That's a, that's really good. No, you got to make it harder, seem harder. But it, ma- it makes it sound cool that you're like overseeing, like and like a robot. <laughs> Basically, you're protecting humanity from being taken over. Yeah by this machine so that's the other bullet point obviously for that job made sure humanity was not taken over 100 by an autonomous protecting machine. protecting humanity yeah. one crop size at a time <laughs> we also had to do that before responsive design we had a little like script that would depending on the screen the viewport size would swap out the images oh god was that when did yeah, you have did you design sticky, any M dot so. sites? That sounds really familiar. What is that? Uh, it was right before responsive design. People would create a mobile specific website. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, if you yeah, went yeah. to mm-hmm. like I don't know, I don't know if Google ever, ever did this, but M dot Google dot com or like M dot com, you get the mm-hmm. mobile styles, and then if you went to thoughtbot.com, you get the desktop styles. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I remember I had a client that we had to um, make it responsive and work across like six or seven devices. <laughs> like, like fire was one of the devices. Kindle fire. <laughs> nice. No offense, you know, 
to like the, the um, digital version of a Kindle. It was like a Kindle Fire digital version. Mm-hmm. But it was just a browser. There was nothing else you can do on that thing. It was just reading books and browsing the internet. I'm like, who? why? <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot more now, but they're a lot, lot yeah. cheaper than an iPad. I bet. I haven't seen one. I mean, I haven't. That was the only time I ever really like yeah. interacted I've, with one. I've and never, that was, oh my God, it was so long ago. I have also n- never interacted with a blue screen Kindle. I only have my e-ink Kindle. Yeah, I have that too. Mine's so old that half the buttons don't work. So it's like <laughs> such an adventure. And I, I oh, could wow. just get a new one. So you have I mean, one with like, buttons? I yeah, I do. Wow. Yeah. The move forward on the right side doesn't work anymore. Oh, no. It's okay. <laughs> I like it. It's I like this device. I don't want it to go away, but they stopped updating it. So once the buttons go, I'm just, I have to, yeah. it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta upgrade. I think I got the first touch screen one. Whoa. But it's still still pretty old. Well, I think I think our theme this this week has been nostalgia. Nostalgia. Because, <laughs> because we're trapped inside. Because we're trapped in a, in a box we can't <laughs> design think our way out of. <laughs> Should we wrap this up? I think we've jumped sharks. You can check out our show notes at tentative.fm. You can email us your favorite teenager job at hosts at tentative.fm you can tweet at us how you plan for your workshops oh did i say at tentative just tweet just tweet put it in twitter Twitter. someone will see it we'll find it (laughs) we're searching there um constantly in itunes give us five stars and then tell us in your review write about uh, what your ideas are for some stages. The uh, design thinking box. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. Give us your ideas in iTunes. We need some ideas, and iTunes is our project management software. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes is our base camp, so if you can start a thread in iTunes so people are like, what is this mess? Please. Please do that. Oh, right. This was amazing, it was so nice as always. To talk to you highlight of the week and, and it, it just started, started so it's okay hold down downhill from here <laughs> <laughs> bye this podcast was brought to you by thoughtbot thoughtbot is your expert design and development partner let's make your product and team a success